everyone, and welcome to Maddie's Sound Explorers. Each episode, we explore the world through sound and music that we've made out of the sounds of science, nature, and animals that are all around us. Every show, we're going to bring you a new piece of music made from the sounds we discover and a little help from our brilliant guests. Listen out for interesting sounds as we go along. Which sounds would you put in a song? This episode, we'll be talking about bats. But don't worry, bats are really pretty wonderful. But if bats aren't your thing, it's okay to sit this one out. We'll see you next time. This episode, we're going to be learning about something you've probably heard, but no one has seen, and something that won't speak back until spoken to. What is it? What is it? right we're going to be learning about echoes Echoes. and how animals use them we've had a really good question about echoes from anouk what is an echo thanks anouk what is an echo i know let's ask an echo expert an expert an echo pert uh hi i am kate jones i'm a professor of ecology and biodiversity at university college london hi kate so what is an echo An echo is something that you hear when a sound is produced and it bounces back off something into your ear. Sound travels through the air as a wave, a bit like a wave on the sea. And when a wave runs into something, it can bounce off it. So when you shout in a big room with hard walls, or a cave, or even just a bathroom with tiles... The sound waves bounce back and you hear your own voice as an echo. The word echo comes from Greek mythology and echo is actually a a female nymph or a fairy. She did something very wrong and she was punished for her actions. And her punishment was to repeat the last word that anybody said to her. So an echo, in the way that we use it, is a reflection of the sound back to you once it's bounced off something in the environment. It's very useful for people because it helps us know where we are. Close your eyes and you can probably tell where you are just by the way the room echoes. But some animals are really good at using echoes. There's a wide range of animals that use uh, echoes and they uh, typically use echoes to find food for them to eat, but also to find their way around. So species like whales and dolphins use echoes to find their prey underwater. And um, these echoes move much faster, sound moves much faster in in water, about four times as fast. So uh, they can get their echoes to spread quite far. The further away something is, the longer it takes for the sound wave the echo to come back. That's why you hear the echo of your voice much later in a cave than in your bathroom. Some animals find their way around by calling out and then listening to the echoes, something which scientists call echolocation, locating things using echoes. Echolocation is a way of using sound to bounce off objects so that you can interpret the echoes and find your way around. So there's 
increasing evidence that lots lots of animals use echolocation to a, a much larger extent than we thought. Um, so m- mice and shrews have been shown to use um, some form of echolocation. There are some birds which which produce these clicks which they can find their way around in in pitch dark as well so there are some some different uh, groups of animals that have been shown to use it but I don't think we know the full story there and I think there's lots and lots of discoveries to be made in the future. But there's one animal that uses echolocation a lot bats. I think it's time we headed into a bat cave to see some of our furry friends close up You should never go into a place where bats are roosting. It can disturb them and even harm them. But luckily, I can use my special sound explorer gear to shrink myself down and hide. So I won't bother them at all. Let's go. Wow, it really smells of bat poo in here. We call bat poo guano. And it is so strong, it is taking my breath away. Luckily, I have my Sound Explorer gear to protect me. The cave is quite dark, but there's just enough light that I can see. And on the ceiling, I can just about make out... Oh, lots and lots of bats, all hanging upside down, minding their own business. Can these bats see us? Are they blind? That's totally not accurate. (laughs) So the expression blind as a bat is totally not true. So bats are, you know, like mammals like us and we can see perfectly well and they can as well. So about the same as we can. But they've also adapted to, uh, you know, hunting at night and so that they can also use this other sense. So they've, they've equipped themselves with some incredible extra senses that are really useful in the dark. It is quite dark in here. It seems really weird to live in the dark all the time. Mammals are thought to have, you know, originally been all nocturnal, being in the night. So actually it's us that's the weird ones. If you're navigating in the pitch dark, um, it's kind of an added sense that you have if you can use sound. And there's quite a lot of evidence that the, the... the, the way that your brain processes these echoes is like a picture. It, it seems like you would literally build up a picture in your brain, the same as when you're looking at something that with the information from sound. You say they're echolocating, but I can't hear them calling out at all. Sometimes you can hear them, but mostly the bats echolocate at a really, really high frequency and, uh, and this means that it's too high for us to hear. You can only really, really pick up the end of, a, of a, the lowest part of a bat call. These are really, really high, high frequency calls. So bat calls are very high frequency, meaning they're high pitched. Think of the highest pitched sound you can hear. A squeaking door or a really high whistle. That would sound like a low rumbling sound to a bat. But is there a way we can hear them? There are lots of ways of doing that. But um, things that we can do now is like getting a little bat detector, which can listen and take a recording of the 
of the back calls and then slow down the recording. And by slowing it down, you lower the frequency. So, and then you can listen to that. So that's what we effectively, we do. (laughs) These bats sound amazing. It's like they're singing. Singing? Hmm. Maybe they could be the singers for our song later. When they're um, foraging and just flying around looking for food, they will have a kind of search. It's called a search phase call. just means a kind of constant repeat call that they make. And they link their production of the sound to their wing beats. Is all this noise just to help them find their way around? They also make these social calls. They, like, sing to each other and... um, they and, and you know sing to attract mates and communicate socially and those calls are a bit lower but they're absolutely beautiful little baby bats will make a sound to their mother as well baby bats oh, that's so sweet baby bats are called pups i hope their mum sing them a lullaby back what was that sound when they find an insect or something that they want to hunt they have to kind of get more information about it. So it's kind of like you can, you can hear when they catch an insect because they do this kind of terminal buzz at the end, this feeding buzz at the end. So you can say that they've, they've caught an insect at that point. Bats using a terminal buzz can call as much as 160 times per second. So if the insect changes direction or tries to run away, the bat will know about it in a fraction of a second. So bats like to eat insects. Bats eat a huge number of different things, but their most favourite thing is insects. But they are also really key pollinators of, of lots of different fruits and they disperse seeds of lots of different fruits as well. And these are fruits which are important for humans, like mangoes. But the insects have their own ways to escape hungry bats. Sometimes insects have evolved to hear the bat calls. So some moths have ears on their body so that they can hear the sounds that bats make. And when they hear a bat calling, they take evasive action. So they could just fall out the sky so that they evade the, the bat. Or some, some of these moths have evolved counter attacks so they can um, emit a pulse so that they can confuse the bat. So bats mostly eat insects and some eat fruit. But what about Dracula, the famous vampire? Didn't he turn into a bat and drink blood? Um, I think the, the, the kind of negative associations with them are all around the night and Dracula and they get in your hair and they drink your blood. Those things are just not true. They're kind of fake news, bat fake news. And <laughs> there are over 1,400 species of, of bats and three species, and they're found in South America, have been known to drink blood. And they often drink blood of either birds or cattle. Bat fake news? That's going in our song. Well, blood doesn't seem like a very nice snack, but it doesn't sound like they want to hurt people. They have an amazing echolocation system, so it's It'd be quite unusual to, for them to to get caught up in your hair because 
they can see in the dark much, much better than you can. You just see them in the flesh and you just can't even believe that they exist. They're so amazing, so amazing and cool. Do people harm bats? Yes, unfortunately, people are dangerous to bats. Uh, They destroy their habitats. They poison their uh, insect prey. And so that we don't have as many insects as we used to have. Uh, Bats will go into hibernation. They'll go to sleep for the winter because there aren't any insects. And if humans are, you know, using the cave for recreational purposes, they may disturb the bats when they're asleep. And that uses up their... Uh, energy reserves that they need for the entire winter and sometimes um, that by disturbing the um, the bats in those caves you're introducing other things into those caves so um, there's a disease called white nose syndrome that's devastated uh, bat populations in, in North America. So bats aren't the flappy spooky creatures you might think they are wild animals so you have to be careful with them but also careful not to hurt them. All that said, it is really dark in here. I'm missing the sunshine. I think it's nearly time to head back to Sound Explorer HQ. But spending a bit of time with the bats has made me like them even more. I'd love to have a song made up of bats singing to their pups. Maybe I'll stay here in the dark for just a little bit longer and listen to this episode's musical. Maybe we could call it Bats? that is totally not true. It's called a search phase call. They also make these social calls. They like sing to each other. They do this kind of terminal buzz at the end. Dracula. Those things are just not true. They're kind of bat fake news. Bat fake news. Bat fake news. You can go to a park or a stream or pond and see and hear bats every summer. How can we help bats? We can help bats by spreading the message about how cool they are and how uh, amazing 
they adapted they are and what what um crazy things that they do and what their crazy 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 faces look like because they're really strange uh, you can also join a local bat group there's a national um group of bat lovers called the bat conservation trust and you can join um, other international organizations um, that love bats all around the world if you live in a different country as well so i think you just try and meet some fellow bat enthusiasts and uh, go and do some go and hunt for some bats using your bat detectors and and find out all about them if you found bats a bit spooky, I hope you now think about them as our fluffy flying friends. And you see how clever they are to fly around using the sounds of their own echoes to guide them. Thanks for listening to Maddie Sound Explorers. Discover new episodes when you subscribe. A big thank you to our expert, Professor Kate Jones at UCL, who also provided the beautiful recordings of singing bats. To Martin Zeltz Oswick, who made the batty music and put this episode together and to Matt Hill for bringing the bat detector. Thanks too to Anouk for their great question. I'm Maddie Moat, and you can join me next time for another episode of Maddie's Sound Explorers. Maddie's Sound Explorers is brought to you by Magic Star. 